Why go to all the trouble of experiencing the great outdoors for yourself when you can listen to a few Northwest Outdoor experts yap about it? This is the Three Rivers Marine Outdoor Line with Tom Nelson and Joey Pyburn on Seattle Sports Station. The Outdoor Line is brought to you by Yamaha, Sportco Outdoor Emporium, Weldcraft and Duckworth Boats, Roy Robinson RV, Kitsap Marina, Harbor Marine, Rain Marine, and Les Schwab Tires. Welcome hour to the Outdoor Line, Seattle Sports Station 710 and Seattle Sports App. Bruce Larson of Renaissance Marine Group, sitting right next to Joey Pyburn, who's giving a seminar today at 11 o'clock. Our newest, bestest buddy and brand new big toe, David Foyt of Renaissance Marine Group. Welcome to the show, buddy. Thanks. Thanks for stepping in. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to talk about an angling itinerary here. Angling itinerary 2023. Where we are going when, okay? <clears throat> there, a, there's a lot of there, stuff. There's a lot. There's, it's, it's a mouthful, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, Joey's Anglican itinerary is, it, it, in February is going to be Eastern Washington. You, you're going to go visit our dear friend Austin Moser, and you guys need to stay tuned for this segment. Yeah. In, 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 you know, during, um, during the Duckworth Wellcraft wheelhouse here because – He's he's got some stuff going on there in, in, in central Washington that's just simply amazing, right? And, and and it's and it's something that happens every year and, and as we have less and less opportunity over here on the salt, it's a great opportunity to go over and um you know, if you pick the right weather window and it's not seven degrees, uh it's just a beautiful place to hang out and the fishing's spectacular. Yeah, there's no question about that. So so let's so let's jump over that and start talking about what we got here in uh, coming up this this next month because because March we start doing a whole heck of a lot more right um, so with with the closure of Marine Area Ten one of the reasons that happened was to preserve some March opportunity when we are in high hopes of there being less sublegals and more legal Chinook coming back and okay and real quick on that I think what will happen here is. This will reopen in March. We'll have a, a opener in ten. We're going to have an opener in five. We'll spread the fleet out yep. a little bit um, for the whatever days we have in ten. Hopefully, the data collected on that area ten fishery in March will be used for next year. And and like we had last year, we opened in January, then we shut down. Yeah, we op- got a February. Hopefully, next year we'll just have a straight up. February opener for both. Um, but, yeah, so March right away, March 1st, we're going to be out in CQ. Uh, last year was we murdered them. It yeah. was really good fishing and nice fish. I mean, you know, these aren't area 10, 22, no. 23 inches. And and that's why I'm kind of looking forward to giving this this seminar today at noon, which is Spring Straight Chinook, which, which we're going to talk, you know, about why that is, right? And and the closer you get to the ocean, the closer you get to the to the salmon highway right and there's a lot of different stocks of fish that are that are coming out the straits of juan de fuca whether they be southern british columbia stocks that are coming out of the straits of georgia you know all the puget sound chinooks stocks are coming out there too but then all the stocks that are returning are, are coming in as well so in in my mind cq is really two fisheries and that's the immature chinook that are coming out of puget sound and some of the earliest, earliest springers, yeah. and springers they are yeah. mature fish. They yeah. are, and 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 we've caught you know several of them over the over the past few years. But you you've got to target these fish differently, 
and and that's one of the things we're we're, we're going to break into on 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 my seminar is is look you know it's two different fisheries and, and you want to go fish the deep water and go grind the dirt you know out there you're going to get the smaller ones if you want to slow down increase your bait size you know and and bait is the key you know and do so early in the morning you're going to have a shot of those other fish so we're going to break into that so that's going to that's that's going to be the first part of march then our the first part of our march is looking out there in the straits and, and getting involved in that and then the really gem of that, which we referred to bottom of last hour, was was obviously the bottom fish opportunity. Second Saturday in March, yeah, which you I get, think is the eleventh. Yeah, I believe. you get lings, um, out in four, yeah. right, and and rockfish as well. So that's going to be, and a you kick. get two, two lings, two lings, two lings, and and five rocks. And there's no size restriction. Yeah, out there. and and then the deck of your boat will be covered in what will take you two and a half hours at the cleaning dock. Yeah, but. It the white meat you get out of that is just simply going to be amazing. Um, all right, late March, we have an update to the Springer forecast, which we'll talk about next in the Northwest Outdoor Report, and then um, we're going to have a few more Springers, and so we have the real possibility of a seven day a week Spring Chinook season through the first week of May. And if you have never eaten a Columbia River Spring Chinook, you have my deepest sympathy because they're simply amazing. They're yummy. Oh my goodness, dude! Yeah, yeah, and and fishing for them is 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 just a kick in the pants, um, especially when you're on Dave Lee's boat. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that, that makes it a lot easier. When it you're does. On Dave Lee, a three years marine, he he just absolutely has that fishery mastered. Um, okay, so so then also in April, April six, we have halibut here in Puget Sound. We've covered that marine areas five through ten, and that's uh, you know that that's going to be a great fishery this year. We've got when when um, the International Pacific Halibut Commission concluded their last meetings. We saw adjustments in Southeast Alaska and, and British Columbia downsizing their quotas, and we saw just the opposite here in Washington. And uptick in ours, yep. Possibly because the recreational fleet hasn't been able to touch their quota or, or, or approach it or even get close to it. Last year, we had some weather issues that kept guys off the butt grounds, which, which really slowed things down quite a bit. So, so that's, And that's going to take us into May. What happens in May, Joey Pyburn? Uh, we, get, we get some lings. We we get to go catch those filthy prawns that try to kill me. See, that's why I love taking you prawning because mm-hmm. every you know, yeah. Well, you got to cultivate relationships with people that don't that can't eat prawns, right? And so then you can take you know their your, their limit because they have no use for them. You see, David's the same way. Oh, mm-hmm. really? Oh, absolutely. I, just, I like you all the month, all that he, much more. He carries the epipen. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's awesome. That is awesome. What a jerk! What no, a jerk. no, that's right. You guys, you guys are both coming coming prawn uh-huh. fishing with me. Okay? I'm, I'm there with you. Tom. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because Bruce and I, we love prawns, oh. and even more importantly, our wives love prawns. Yes. Okay. So we'll so we'll take care of all your prawns for you. That's not really an issue. Um. So so that's that's going to be May. Lings, Lings, prawns, prawns halibut. halibut. You got to um, go out and do the the trifecta. And halibut in the it stays in the background even more so in June when the when the marine area five to ten fishery reverts to seven days a week. Mm-hmm. So you got an excuse to be on the water every doggone day there. And then uh, later in June also, uh, you know, you got resident coho in in marine area ten. And this is the the salmon seasons I'm going to be referring to here are subject to. The output of North of Falcon, the first North of Falcon meeting is actually going to be the forecast meeting on March 3rd in Olympia. So so we'll when we get the forecasts, that's obviously the raw material by which we craft our, our salmon seasons. But I'm just kind of reading out of last year's hymnal with regard to what you know I, I think is going to happen, especially since we're looking at 
a lot of a, a lot you know a bit more abundance, a significant um, more better amount of Chinook and Coho this year, and and we got humpies. Okay, humpies and and humpies will probably start showing up in late July. Yeah, and also in July. What happens in July, Joey Pyburn? We get a fish for Chinook in yeah. Puget Sound, which is always just one of the highlights of my year. Yeah, me too. Just you know, at the end of the day, all we want to do is. Like sleep in our own bed and and, and go catch kings yeah, and crab. Get up I mean, at, get on the boat at four thirty in the morning. Yeah, run out, fish, back to the dock by eleven thirty, twelve o'clock, and just do it every day. Yeah, just do it every day. Every that's, day. that's that's our deal. We're pretty simple animals. Then David Foyt, come August, we, we get some terminal opportunity for Chinook and well, Bruce first. You know, you and I have had and Joey have had some phenomenal days in close water here, jigging for Chinook, and you know when these. When these Puget Sound Chinook kind of roll on, in fact, that, I, I want to say that's the first time you ever caught one on a jig. Uh, that would definitely be, and and having Joey running the boat basically <laughs> from the back, not yet, not yet, not yet. Drop, 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 drop. <laughs> and then Bruce's rod is like, well, it's not going down it's anymore. It's not going down. <laughs> yeah, something's wrong with my jig. It won't yeah. go down anymore. So my jig's broken. Uh, and then the, then David Foyt, the fishery that you and I got experience together, and 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 uh, you know that that one, and you and your wife. Mm-hmm. Right, uh, that the buoy ten fishery, which is just—if that's not Washington's, you know, signature premier fishery, you're gonna have to tell me exactly what is. It, it was an experience. So the first time I was in your boat, uh, we were taking a group of ladies out for a, a local tournament. Lipstick salmon slayer, yep. Del, Del Stevens, mm-hmm. who that that whole thing is a trip. He does such a phenomenal job. And in fact, anybody that watched the um, AFC Championship a couple weeks ago, oh yes, the yeah. the the the, the Guy that sang the national anthem at the AFC Championship also sang the national anthem at the Lipstick Salmon Slayer. And, I, and you forgive me, I can't remember the dude's name right now. Gennaro. Gennaro. Dude, this guy has a voice that will inspire you and bring you to tears all at the same time. But, yeah, you know, so what your impressions, you and your wife's impressions of, of uh, that Bowie 10 fishery, David Foyt? When you guys mentioned the hard-hitting fish, <laughs> uh, definitely my wife, you know, we made a, a, a shift or a change and got closer to the bridge. First handful of, of boats there. Um, and as soon as we set up, Rod bent over. Mm-hmm. And she was up. It was her turn. Um, I was a co-captain in that boat at the rear helm operating, you know, decrease the power. We need to fight this fish, get it to the boat. Tide's ripping. Before I... Right before that group of small boats, I, like a blink of an eye, and there's a hundred boats. Yeah, yeah. It shifts yes. so quick. Yeah, and uh, really close to that bridge, um, we did all right. Landed the fish, uh, I think twenty five pounds, twenty six pounds, decent, beautiful nice. big fish. And uh, I had to make a move to get out of that. Group. <laughs> I had to increase power. <laughs> Let's get out of this position. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you got to do that. And, and and the thing of it is, when, when the bite's like that, other boats are oblivious to your plight with regard to, uh, let, let, let's say, uh, navigational issues at that point. Yeah, man, that, that bridge, the Astoria-Megler Bridge, has claimed many, many a piece of gear. And, and, you know, Joey, you and I were just below the bridge a couple years ago when those two boats ended up on top of each other. Yeah. You know, and we, so we listened to that in real time. and. You know, and, and, and like, do we go? Do we go? But there's just, there were so, so many. So many boats around. We couldn't have got to, we wouldn't have got there to do at really that point, anything. You're, you're yeah. just going to create more of a problem. Really, and I, I was, a, so so both of those boats sunk? or just yeah. yeah. And they got both of them out of the water. They salvaged. But, and I have no idea how they did that, dude. I mean, how do you find those things? How do you? Well, and that was above the bridge. So mm-hmm. you think about here these boats are. 
tumbling down oh, the bottom and then, you know, possibly crashing into those cement pylons. Hmm. Crazy deal. I mean, it, so that's that's August, and, and I want to harken back to July right now because. Coming up next in the Northwest Outdoor Report, we're going to talk about the OPI that was just announced, the Oregon Production Index, which indicated another amazing biomass of coho heading our way, right? July, asked, excuse me, Ilwaco is going to be in flames again late late July, so, early August. It's, so much to do down there. You yeah. got, you're going to have coho. You got the Chinook fishery. You got um, tuna. 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 You know, uh, well, the crabbing down there is yeah. phenomenal. Crabbing is great. Bottom fishing is great. Well, I mean, there's just, it's all there. Jerry Spies, didn't he pull a quadfecta? Yes, didn't they, they go, did. They, they went, so they ran out and got tuna. Yep. Got halibut on the way back. Yep. And then got Chinook and Coho right off the bar. Yep. And then we're cleaning fish until midnight. Yeah. <laughs> Thereabouts. <laughs> that's that's an angling I'm excited day. to go out like we yeah, did this for last sure. season. You know? yeah. We've spent our, our last few years just living in the river, which is awesome. I love that fishery. But... Um, Dave Lee drug us out oh, yeah. into the ocean, and man, uh, that is a cool. Out in cool front of Long Beach, do. it tends to light up, yeah, uh, just big time, and those fish will just hang out there before they're coming into the mouth, yeah, and it can be some epic days. Mm-hmm. So August is going to be tuna. We're also going to get um, maybe potentially a bonus limit on pink chinook, pink salmon rather, Ankarinkus um, gorbushka here in Puget Sound, right? That odd little. Fish that runs every other year and brings anglers out of the woodwork. People love humpies, and they should because they, they drive so many opportunities, not just in Puget Sound, and our river fisheries as well. So look definitely looking forward to that. Then September, we're going to get a good push of coho into Puget Sound, and, that, and that's kind of going to round things out, of course. Then a couple of events that, that, that are built around that September coho run, Salmon for Soldiers, the second week of, uh, of August, and, of course, uh, the Ever Coho Derby, the end of the month, and those are those are all great, great events. So, and then hopefully we end up with maybe you know a fishery in the Skykomish, Snohomish. Obviously, we'll probably get a fishery in the Skagit, and, and you know, once that the Skagit was open last year, um, we had a little closure there, but that was great fishing. There are just tons of coho. And we ended up getting a fishery in the in the Snohomish, Skykomish. Um, hopefully, it just opens up this year and we get a wide open fishery. It sounds like I mean the, the coho numbers last year were great. Yeah, they were. And I, I expect, I definitely expect it will again. Uh, from 360, real quick, if you've got a place to stay in Grand Coulee that is, that is fair in price, let me know going over. Okay, so it is the Grand Coulee Center Lodge. Yeah. And, and they, they're, it's a nice place. So, so go, ch- go check we that out. We stay there every time we go, yeah. and, and they're <clears throat> great there. Um, very close to where you're fishing. Yep. So, yeah, that's that's the spot. Coming up next, a critically acclaimed award-winning Northwest Outdoor Report right here on the Outdoor Line, Seattle Sports Station 710, Seattle Sports App. The Northwest Outdoor Report is brought to you by Les Schwab Tires, taking your safety seriously for over 70 years. Area 10 Winter Chinook Fishery to close today. WDFW announced an action temporarily suspend Winter Chinook Salmon Fishing in Central Sound to preserve opportunity in March. Closer goes in effect this morning until further notice. Based on catch reports, test fishing, information from anglers, there's still a large number of sublegal fish in the area. Suspending the fishery will allow us to fish later in the season when we typically start to see bigger Chinook and less 
smaller fish, which is what we're hoping for, and a strategy argued for repeatedly by the Puget Sound Rec Fish Advisory Board. Estimates landed winter Chinook to date include encounters that reach 54% of total encounters, 55% of sublegals, and 77% of unmarked encounters. Feedback from Puget Sound Recreational Landers in- indicated a priority for preserving fishing opportunity in March. WDFW will continue to analyze test fishing data collected and will meet with constituents to decide on a reopening date. You better hurry because the largest boat show on the West Coast runs through 8 p.m. tonight at Lumen Field Event Center in downtown Seattle. You'll find hundreds, hundreds of boats on display at the event center from stand-up paddle boards all the way up to 60-foot cruisers and everything in between. Experts will be giving daily seminars on boating, fishing, and there's hundreds of vendors at the show with nearly every boating accessory imaginable. Come see the latest marine electronics, crabbing, shrimping gear haulers, safety equipment, and all the comfort all the comforts for your onboard lifestyle. Joey's Ling Cog 101 seminar kicks off at 11 a.m., followed by Nelly's Spring Straight Chinook breakdown of the CQ and PA fishery at noon. Sound and straights are where the halibut opportunity is going to be this spring. The IPHC concluded this winter meetings, and Washington waters came through pretty well. One-year agreement increased the coastal Washington Puget Sound quota to 1.52 million pounds, which is increasing over 30,000 pounds over last year. This is in stark contrast to much of Canada and southeast Alaska, which lost between 12 and 18 percent, depending on the area. Puget Sound halibut season's marine area 5 through 10, open up April 6, five days a week through May, then seven days a week through June. Go get those flat ones. The Organ Production Index, or OPI, is often a volatile prediction model, but it never fails to fire anglers up. This year's prediction is no exception as biologists are predicting a pre-harvest ocean abundance of 1.13 million Oregon Coast and Columbia-bound coho. This breaks down to 896,000 Columbia in the Columbia compared to the actual run of 696,000 last year, so El Waco will be on fire by July. Additional spring Chinook info also hit the wire. 3,253 more springers available overall, uh, more than last year, including 2,893 more in the lower Columbia. Initial modeling suggests the forecast will be enough spring Chinook for a seven-day awake week fishing uh, up to Bonneville through April 7th, but that's a decision still to be made after consultations with recreational advisors and ODFW and WDFW Columbia managers when they meet later this month. Washington man still missing after Crabble, Crabber Ethel May sinks. Bryson Fitch, father of three, went missing at sea near Willapa on Sunday night when his crabbing boat he was working on began to sink. Coast Guard and other agencies searched Monday for Fitch after his two crewmates were rescued from a life raft near the Willapa Bay entrance. U.S. Coast Guard watchstanders directed the launch of an MH-60 Jayhawk helicopter aircrew from Coast Guard Station Air Astoria, which arrived on the scene at approximately 8.10 p.m. and safely hoisted two individuals from the life raft. The survivors reported a third member, Bryson Fitch, was still missing. The air crew returned to the scene along with a 47-foot motor lifeboat from Coast Guard Station Grays Harbor, searched the area through the night for the missing crew members. Search crews located debris from the vessel within Willapa Bay and nearshore waters of the Pacific, indicating the vessel had indeed broken apart. Search efforts were suspended at 5.30 p.m. Monday evening and is asking the public to report any wreckage or debris that could be related to the tragedy. Local and national hunting and fishing organizations are asking a powerful Washington State Senate Committee chair to hold a public hearing on a bill that would enhance the process for nominating people to serve on the Fish and Wildlife Commission. Senate Bill 5675 would create a governor-appointed committee of stakeholders to vet commission candidates and ensure that they support science-based management of the state's fish and wildlife 
game and non-game alike, as well as hunting and angling management as, as tools, and uphold the WDFW's legislation mandate to conserve all species and provide consumptive opportunities. Senate Bill 5675 comes after a testy two years of somewhat ideological commission appointments out of the governor's office that have markedly misbalanced the nine-member citizen panel. Hey, you see me and Titus today at the boat show. Come give us a little Are hug. you going to come down to Fan Fest? Um, fan Fest. Can you make it down there? No. Saturday and soccer. Sunday. And we got soccer, soccer games. Oh. We're going to the boat show. <laughs> but today I'm taking Titus. We're getting our hair cut fresh. Okay. And then we're going to the boat show. The boat show. So why Why the boat show? Are you I guys going to buy a boat? Show. No. So what do you do with the boat show if you're not I interested in buying a boat? I go support my friend Tom Nelson. Other than that, what I are you going to do? I support the outdoor lines. I love old Tom. We're going to look at boats. We're going to see all sorts of big boats, small boats, fishing boats. we got a fishing pond there. We're going to learn a little bit how to fish. If you Father didn't have time. a young kid that was interested in just sort of looking at boats, would you go to the boat show to look at boats that you can't buy or don't want to buy? No. Okay. But if <laughs> Tom Nelson like would be there, sort of ah, but if Tom were there, my friend were there, I'd right. support him. Okay. He's got the 710 boat, right? Such a good dude. That thing's awesome. The Northwest Outdoor Report has been brought to you by Les Schwab Tires. Find the best in tires, brakes, wheels, batteries, shocks, struts, and more at LesSchwab.com. Joey's Seminar, uh, Halibut, excuse me, Lincod 101. At 11 o'clock, and then uh, my Spring Straight Chinook at noon. Neither of these seminars have been seen before. They're brand new. Premier, premier, Bruce. They're premier seminars. You've done a great job of screwing up your friend, Brock Heward. Oh, he's, <laughs> dude, he's fundamental. Well, and, and Bruce got a first-hand, you know, first-row seat to this. He's addicted. Bad. Thoroughly. Yeah. He's in it. I yeah. love his energy on the boat, too. He's, you know... He's a football player, so like if things no, are not. a little slow, no, dude. Listen, he's, he's like, a, come he's on, a, come on, let's dude, do it. He's come on, quarter, guys, come on. He's a quarterback, okay? <laughs> he's, he's, he's a quarterback. Okay. That's that's different than a but, football player. But that's exactly what you were describing, Joey. That's oh, what yeah. a quarterback he's, does. He's, he's like, yes. cheer come on, on, guys, let's go. Come on, <laughs> Captain Tom, let's go. <laughs> All right. You are going to go. You are going to go to Rufus Woods, back to Rufus Woods, with one Austin Mosier of Austin's Northwest Adventures, who joins us next here in the Outdoor Line. Seattle Sports Station 710, Seattle Sports app. Get in, sit down, hold on, and listen up. You're in the RenaissanceMarineGroup.com's wheelhouse, brought to you by Weldcraft, Duckworth, and Northwest Boats. Welcome to the wheelhouse, presented by Duckworth, and uh, this one's going to hurt because Joey's going fishing with Austin. And I'm not, and Austin's fishing right now, and just sent us a picture of a 15-pound rainbow. Austin Mosier, I hate you with a white-hot intensity of a 1,000 suns. <laughs> How is the fishing, dude? Well, I have a double on right now. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm hooking up fish. It was a triple, uh, but oh, we got geez. rid of one. And, and I'm looking at a picture of a 15-pound rainbow that your, your, your guest, Sherry, uh-huh. caught. Um, Sherry caught it. Yep. Wow. Tell her that if she wants to leave, you fillet that out, and you'll keep yeah. it. I'll bring it home with me, and Nelly will smoke it, and we'll send her back. Half well, let's of it. just refer to it as advanced <laughs> smoke salmonid studies, right? And she, yeah. And she will get a junior college credit certificate. Yeah, that's yeah, it. right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, we'll note. so I want man, to, I want to tell you something. Sherry is like she is good luck. She's come to Alaska and fished with us. She always catches big fish, and she always outfishes her husband. It's funny. He's been in here. Tell smiling. Sherry. Yeah, tell Sherry set, I bet her husband doesn't think it's that doggone funny. Tell <laughs> Sherry to stay 
another day, and she, if she's that good of luck, she can fish with us tomorrow. So yeah, she caught a she caught a thirty three pound king with me last year in the reach. Oh wow! Well, so so basically, anybody in Western Washington right now that looks over the crest of the Cascades, that's not the sun coming up. That is the Columbia River on fire right now because Austin has been lighting up everything from walleyes to triploids. So, dude, is is it me or is this? There is something wacky going on in that in that stretch of the creek right now because I you you've done well and you've mastered that fishery, but dude, yeah, yeah. I mean, there, there's people catching fish. I mean, we're we're out here every day. I, I got this fishery dialed in. If people want to come and learn it, I can take them out and, and kind of show them what I do, and 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 it works. We we've we've kind of mastered this fishery, and and um, you know, every day can be different, but we do pretty darn good. I got a got a young man right now who's learning how to de-hook fish. He's doing it himself. <laughs> so not only are you so, a fishing guide, but you are a deckhand trainer, fully certified, right? Yep. Yeah. Fishing guide slash DJ slash cameraman. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> well, so so obviously, you know, we know that the the triploid fishing has been phenomenal, but. Yep. You early on, you started catching walleye. I mean, it's a, seems like it's a little earlier than it maybe happened last year and dude you're sending me pictures of like piles of trips with piles of walleye on top talk a little bit about the walleye fishing going on over there yeah the walleye has been really good uh it was uh extremely good in the middle of january the the best i've ever seen it in january for here and we just went out and just like we were just kind of prospecting a little bit and man we landed on them we got 30 fish that day and uh, it's it's been really good. We catch a lot of fish that we let go because we catch a lot of big hens and things like that. We caught 30 fish. We released 10 um, big hens that were, were over 25 inches. So it's a lot of fun. We're catching big fish, and, and uh, it, it's just awesome. And, you know, we're jig fishing, and, and we're doing stuff like that. So all the fishing I'm doing here is pretty much rod and hand fishing. We do a little bait early in the year for, for triploids, but you know, we've been getting them best on, on casting, casting different presentations. And that's what we do for the walleye as well. It's, it's a, it's a great fishery. It's fun. It's, it's a learning experience for a lot of people. I'm out here teaching them how to cast and, you know, how to set hooks. I mean, I I get all types on the boat. So if, (laughs) if, if you've never done this type of fishing, don't worry about it. I could teach you how to do it. We got good equipment and, uh, and, and I'm pretty good at, at instructing and, well, and that, fish. that's why I love fishing with you. You, you have a, you know, a way about you. You make it fun. You know, you're, you're, you know, you're easy on folks and you're productive. I mean, you easy on folks compared fish. to who, what are you, what are you, what are you trying to say, <laughs> Joey? Gee, well, listen, you tend to, yeah. you can get a little yelly sometimes, <laughs> Nelly. Yelly, a little Nelly. yelly, Mel. Wow. That one, I may not live that one down. Austin's Northwest Austin's com. We're talking with Austin Mosier right now. And uh, it's funny because, you know, those anglers from the Midwest just really hold the walleye near and dear. And and they are, you've actually filmed a couple shows that have appeared back in the Midwest. And and, and some of the numbers and some of the sizes of the walleye is really attracting, you know, quite a bit of attention, not just in Washington State, but again, from, from the Great Lakes, Austin Mosier. What's going on there, buddy? Yeah, that, that show was awesome. We we had a lot of people that it kind of opened their eyes to kind of what we're doing over here, and and a lot of people really know about the Columbia River and things like that. But but we really showcased it pretty well, and uh, 
you know, we're getting calls from all over the Midwest and Texas and, and all over. I've had a lot of people coming from Texas and, and, uh, we've just been having fun with it. It's good fishing. They're great eating when you get keeper sized fish. We get five fish equals about 10 pounds of fillets here. So that tells you the average size is pretty big. And, so. you know, and I say this every time you're on, but if you've never eaten walleye, it's one of the finest white meats that you'll ever experience. And I, I, and I, I mean, have not eaten one. I have not caught one. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I hope you're allergic to it. <laughs> so, you know. I'll you, guarantee you I'm not. <laughs> probably not. So, uh, yeah, they're, again, they're, they're phenomenal. And, and so, okay, so this is going to run. We're, we're probably going to see the, the triploid fishery tip over and, and, and kind of reduce a little bit. But the walleye thing's going to hang out as, as long as we get some water temperatures increasing. Is that fair or am I off base? Um, yeah, it, it's pretty good. Uh, here's a rock. Here's a fish. Fill this one up. <laughs> so it's at that three. How many How many fish have you landed since, since we started the interview? Like seven. Oh, my God. All right. Well, and so the trip fishing's not going to slow down. I mean, it sounds no, like no, they, they just, just dumped planted. a bunch more. Oh, they did. Yeah, yeah oh, okay. they just dumped 15,000 fish in here like a week ago. That's why we're just, we're just slamming them right now. And we're using no bait. Uh, no scent, nothing like that, so that we can catch and release looking gotcha. for big fish. Yeah. And uh, that's kind of what we're doing. Um, but, no, they, they're going to plant up to, like, 50,000 fish between now and, like, May. Wow. So it is dynamite fishing. It really is. So, okay. oh, we got a big one on. He's going right. to it. It's a big one. Okay. Oh, it's like 10 pounds. All right. Oh, All right. I'm, I'm, oh, fi- nice I, I, I'm officially over this interview. I am <laughs> done. All right. Frickin' seven fish. That's a new yeah. new outdoor line yeah. record today. It was seven or eight I'm fish. Not, that was Sherry. Just caught a 10-pounder. All right. 10-pounder. All right. Got we, a 10 and a 15. Hey, Austin, Austin, go net a fish. All right, will you? All right. I'll see you, I'll see you Sunday night. Hey, let me bonk him real quick. All right. Oh, oh it's a, a winner. That's right. It's, it's the College World Series. That's a, that's a double to center field right there. All right. Austin Mosier, good, good job, buddy. We'll talk to you soon. Okay, sounds good, guys. Thanks for having me. Uh, take, you take it easy. Coming up next, the Haas Report. We heard all week in the techniques you need to succeed. It's Roy Robinson RV is really awareness next here on the Outdoor Line. Seattle Sports Station 710 and the Seattle Sports app. No way. you got to be kidding me. Really? Where? It's coming back. The island of Tinny and the lady. Where'd you get him, man? No way. you, you got to tell me. I, I, I'm not going to tell anybody. Hey man, can you tell me where you got them? I'll never put on a nice jacket again. Welcome to RoyRobinsonRV.com's Really? Where? Where? RoyRobinsonRV.com will take you anywhere. Really? It's time to step up to the number one Winnebago dealer in the Pacific Northwest. You're going to find a complete lineup of Class A's, Class B's, Super C's, travel trailers, fifth rulers, toilers, pop-ups, campers, and so very much more, including how much can I tow the interactive RV shopping tool. Also, check out the RV show coming soon to the Lumen Field Event Center. Roy Robinson RV, RoyRobinsonRV.com. That awful Austin motion. The roof, dude. The roof is on fire. He just, you're going to see some stuff on social media if you follow Austin. It's just, he, during that interview, they hooked up seven times and. And he just sent a picture. Yeah. Now, here's Sherry holding a oh. 15 plus just, and a 10 pound. And it was trip. the 10, it was P- the 10 that got bonked right at yeah. the end of the Bing. interview. P- pictures that, pictures that make your gut hurt. I, I mean, it's just, you know. Oh, it makes my, I'm yeah, all, yeah, feel yeah, all I know. fuzzy inside. You're, you're all a Twitter. You're, <laughs> oh, yeah. you're going to, cause you're heading over there. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that, that's a great fishery over there, and he's got it absolutely dialed. And if you never, if you if you've never 
been to the Grand Coulee area, the Rufus Woods, Lake Roosevelt, you're, you're, you're kind of missing out because as, as you make that run from, you know, from Soap, Soap Lake up past, um, help me out with that big long lake right there, you know. Come on, the um, oh, I just cramped on it. Anyway, it, it's like a, it's like Washington's little mini Utah. Oh yeah, it's Be- cool. You got you got you know these these kind of basalt banks. Cliff, banks Lake, yes, Banks Lake, and all of this is is obviously part of the Columbia River Reclamation Project that rerouted the Columbia and and shot a bunch of that water that you know that ends up down in, in the potholes and the Winchester Wasteway and all kind of stuff, and then you know gets back into the Columbia eventually. But you know it fertilizes a lot of land. There's kind of an interesting YouTube video on that as well if you're interested. But but it's just it's very and very interesting area geologically, very scenic, and then you get up there and, and experience the Columbia River in a really you know cool part of the river, and and then. The, the Colvilles have um, just a burgeoning aquaculture project on Rufus Woods, and that's 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 the backbone of this rainbow fishery. Is their triploids right? And and triploids have uh, have an extra chromosome, which which allows them not to procreate sexually, but rather they, they don't. <laughs> well, they don't. Well, develop reproductive structures, yeah, so they, so just, they get just get huge. huge. They just yeah. eat. They grow. Yeah. And they and, grow fast. I mean, yes. yeah. a lot of these fish, you're seeing like that that fish right there that's 15 pounds, three years old. Yeah, probably. Right? Yeah, I mean, they're, they're eating machines. Yeah. That's what they do. And and so there's a tremendous amount of, of, of food that they feed them that, that, you know, it's of really high quality. And, 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 and just, again, what, what jumps out to me about these fish is the flavor. They smoke up and barbecue like it's that oil content. Dude, it is. <laughs> it is. And you, you heard the numbers. You know, um, they just dumped an, an additional fifteen thousand that are between. Austin said they're like between three and four pounds. Well, wow. those are nice fish. Right. Nice, nice trout. Um, and then they're gonna. They'll be up to fifty thousand more put in there. So it's this fishery just continues to grow. And, you know, those fish that are three pounds now, mm-hmm. next year those fish are going to be seven, eight pounds. And the year after that, you're talking about 15. He, I've seen many fish. He sent me tons of pics of fish over 16 pounds this year. Joey's going over there on Sunday afternoon, and Joey's fired up about it. And I'm not going, so I'm not fired up about it. And I'm fired up about the boat show. I will so, bring you back. All you right, get you better, all my cut of better, the trips. My smoker's getting lonely, man. <laughs> um, so, and, and it's funny because, you know, David, you and I were kind of talking about, you know, we're going to head right to the boat show right after this. Joey's got uh, his Lincod 101 seminar at 11, and I've got a brand new um, Straits, Spring Straits Chinook seminar that I've never given before. But you are continuing your, your, uh, postgraduate boat analysis, right? Mm-hmm. And we're talking about, you know, walking through a few boats. And I look forward to doing that with you because before the boat show opens, the fascinating part of the boat show to me is everybody has their best at the boat show. And different manufacturers, I'll, I'll call it solutions to the complex problems that the water presents is an endless fascination and fun to study. Yep. Uh, I have a huge plate to get through uh, some big projects, but Continuing education is is important to me. Uh, being familiar with the industry changes, um, knowing our boats from front to back, all the way through the model assortment. So that's that's kind of how I, I like to spend my mornings at a show. And uh, dealerships will show up early, so I get the opportunity to sit down with them and chat. Uh, you know what's important to them, things we can improve upon, um, and then obviously with you guys as well, getting that opportunity to 
sit down and chat with you, ask yeah. questions. Well, I look forward to you know walking through a couple of boats with you again before before the show starts. But then, then once the show does start, Bruce and 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 somebody comes up to you and starts asking you boat questions. What are some of the things that customers need to ask or you need to ask of them to really kind of guide them in their choice so they get the right rig? Because if somebody gets the wrong boat, you've you've done them such a disservice because now they've got to undo it, sell it, get the right boat. So that choice is vital. Biggest biggest thing is always to try and talk about how, where do you see yourself using it? How are you going to use it? What are you going to do? Where you where you where you see the, the majority of it going on? Because that that really gives you the biggest indication of which particular model, which particular size is going to fit them. You know, on the one hand, we'd love to say everybody needs a thirty footer, but no, they don't. And yes, they do. <laughs> well, eventually. What, did you hear what he just said? <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. I, he, yeah. You're right. Yeah. You know, really, really get zeroed in on on what they're going to be doing with it because that's that's the key. That's what's going to make them happy ultimately. Sure. You know, over the pandemic, we got real concerned with all the new boaters <clears throat> coming into the market, but you know, buying, and it was like, what's going to happen in another twelve or fourteen or eighteen months in terms of is there going to be a glut on the used market? There hasn't been. People have done a good job of. Introducing those new boaters to to not only the fisheries but water access, the other aspects of the recreation that they're capable of doing to it, and that's been a huge part of it as well. Well, I think people kind of fell in love with the outdoors again and being on the water and and the fishing opportunities that we have during the whole COVID thing. Um, and you know, if you if you get out there and you do it, you know, I I think um, a lot of times people get involved in a new hobby or something and they do it a little bit and then they just kind of forget about it. But, you know, getting out on the water and, and having the opportunity, we do have good opportunity here in the sound. Like we went over, we have lingcod and halibut and prawns and salmon and all this stuff to do out there. Uh, maybe you don't salmon fish at all. Maybe you love crabbing and, and prawn. Some people <gasps> just your listen. Some people Dude. don't don't actually fish for now, first salmon. First, bailing like on a thirty, and now you're bailing on salmon fishing. <laughs> but if you get out there like and you, the tenor and you, of this, use, this you use your boat and you get on the water, it's it's uh, it's a great way to live. So it is. It know. is. And and let's put it this way: Washington is such a unique place. Of all the states in our country, Washington has the we're the. The, 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 the borders of Washington State are almost 19% water, okay? And that's my favorite part of the state. <laughs> <laughs> Mine too. Because nobody lives mm-hmm. on, on that 19%, right? If you look at all the – you look at the – you know, we're, we're basically surrounded because the Columbia River makes up part of our border and the Pacific Ocean, Puget Sound doubles that portion of the shoreline. And, and, and again, we have we – are, we are the wettest state in the nation with regard to the amount of state ter- state territory state you know land that that is you know essentially water and and so that that's that's kind of you know our our birthright is Puget Sound and Puget Sound is an important fishery to maintain because it is it is a cradle of fishing in Puget Sound most of the population centers here in Puget Sound and so and so you know working families can can get in their boat and not experience ocean swell but experience wonderful fishing opportunity in Puget Sound and that's why it's worth fighting for and oh, that's absolutely. why that's why yes. we will we will continue to fight for it and and that's you know that's part of the mm-hmm. part of the deal there, there's there, there's a question just popped up on the text toy for Bruce that I'll that, that I'll leave alone but you, come see the latest models we've got in the Three Rivers booth Joey and I are going to be there um, again our seminars are, are at 11 o'clock 
and and twelve o'clock and and come come meet David Foyt come meet uh, come meet Bruce Larson of Renaissance Marine Group we're gonna be we're gonna be bouncing around the the the, the floor of the show and and it's fun to meet the listeners you know I, I I enjoy getting feedback and you know how much everybody hates Joey Pyburn it's very very important you know <laughs> they don't say that Joey yeah, they yeah. don't say that hashtag uh, every, our, everybody loves our Joey listeners are awesome they are they I, are I they're meet, fun I meet a lot of our listeners when I'm out and about and. Um, you know they're yeah. they're great folks. There no, are I mean they're they're outdoorsmen. They're fishermen. Are, there Same are, focus. There, yeah, yeah. There are people. Yep. Yeah. There's there's no question about it. And that's you know that's that's fun. Just that the whole industry can get together, and you know the folks that support what we do here on you know, on the outdoor line, and and we get to meet them and shake their hand, and that's important. So, um, and there may be some cold smoke sockeye strips in that thirty duck after I get done with my seminar. Too. Oh, there could be. okay. There could be. Not for you. Mm. Not for you. You don't well. Maybe we'll, we'll, we'll see. You can try to keep me. Yeah. <laughs> he's got a knife and he's really, really quick. <laughs> Thanks for coming in, David Foyt. I, I, you know, we've, we've been hanging out, you know, here and there and stuff. And I just, you know, it, it seemed, this doesn't seem like your first trip in studio, but, uh, I got it, to be a observer. Yeah, uh, that's right. RV during buoy 10. <laughs> yeah, the uh, the remote right. Roy Robinson studio. That's in right. Astoria, yeah. Yeah, that's that's that that is quite the that's quite the studio we got there. But no, that it, it's we we love doing the show in studio. You know, we do we do the remotes, and that's a big part of what we do. But uh, you know, the the studio sound and the energy in the studio is always something we cherish, and we appreciate you coming and sharing mm-hmm. it with us. And you sure. guys do a great job sharing the wealth of information and knowledge about all sorts of opportunities well, for sportsmen in in the Pacific Northwest, and it's, it's awesome. It's what we do. It's what we do. Bruce Larson. Thank you very much for coming, buddy. Are you going to be uh, you're going to be bouncing back and forth between a couple different booths, Rears Marine and uh, and Master, Master yeah. Puget, yeah, yep. 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 all get, the get around three three different Duckworth dealers at the boat show. So you don't really don't need to go anywhere else. Just go look at the Duckworth boats, and that's that's it. Two and Duckworth and, and a Weldcraft. I'm sorry. And then you're going to load up your uh, Area 10 Blackmouth. Yes, caught, yes, you but, are. And uh, head head back home. Yep, we will. Sun at your back, and, 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 and eastward ho you go. You missed any show, jump on MyNorthwest.com. Uh, hit, the, uh, hit the outdoor line for individual segments or download that Apple Podcast app. And, uh, you know, give us, uh, give us a five-star rating and a comment if you happen to hit that, uh, that Apple app there, too. Give us a follow on social media, at Joey Pyburn on Instagram, at the Outdoor Line on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. For Bruce Larson, Renaissance Marine Group, David Foyt, Joey Pyburn, I'm Tom Nelson. This has been the Outdoor Line, Seattle Sports Station 710, Seattle Sports app.